Hello, everyone. This is Rick with the CyberPro Podcast. It's about five questions in nine minutes for our industry leaders because hackers never sleep. Let's get to it. We're super excited to have a repeat offender, Terry Schaefer. You were on in March of 2021. You were number 47. That is my favorite number. And you talked a lot about diversity of security team strategy. And I'm really curious, what have you been up to since the last time you were on the CyberPro Podcast? So in terms of my actual job, that changed. So um, I'm still at One Magnify, but now I manage the technologies and partnerships, which may still have been my uh, title in 2021, but I actually took on all the infrastructure teams as well. So um, includes the network team, which are very important. Actually, all my teams are very important in cybersecurity. The network team, the DBA team, and the system administration team. And so we have to partner very tightly with cybersecurity and stay on top of a lot of vulnerabilities um, in this role. And so it's kind of brought me back under that, professionally under that umbrella. And then I've still been working with the Women's Security Alliance or WAMSA, and we have continued to grow our mentorship program and continued to grow like all of our programs through that. So it's been an exciting couple of years. I can't believe it's already been that long. It doesn't, it seems like it was just like a few months ago. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it goes by so quick, but congratulations on taking on more roles and, 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 and love what you're doing on the, on the women's side or women in it and cybersecurity are always a good thing. Just from the diverse standpoint of, of your brains work so much differently than my brain. <laughs> so appreciate what you're doing there. How has the cybersecurity landscape evolved over the past few years for, for you, for your company in your mind? So I would say since since 2021, there are two big things I think that have come about that have, I mean, there's a lot of things, but the two that stand out to me is like ransomware is now at an all-time high. It's one of those things that you are constantly having to protect against. And we are constantly at One Magnify running tests, even for our internal employees, like phishing tests, all different types of security tests to keep them on their toes because the landscape of all the different ways that um, attackers will, you know, will use to get into an organization have, you know, it, you know, greatly increased. And it actually, what we've seen is like just the attacks are nonstop. The other thing I think that's making a huge change to the way that, you know, we manage cybersecurity, both from, you know, on the good side and the bad side is AI. So AI is going to give us a lot more capabilities and we might be able to do more advanced threat detection, but the hackers are going to be able to use AI as well. So it's going to, it's going to be basically, I think in the end be a wash, but there will be a short time where we're all scrambling to catch up because the hackers are moving faster than all of us. Now, I think that's a, that's a fair point. And that actually is a great lead in to the next question, which is, are there any emerging trends, technologies, or approaches that you're excited about? I think the big one for me is, uh, you know, I think I think it's what's on top of everybody's mind is is AI, and I think AI has a lot of opportunity for us in cybersecurity. I think, you know, I think if we can get great models trained and actually can find um, potential vulnerabilities and also potential. Uh, suspicious uh, activities within within an environment, I think, or even attempts on it, even like log tracing and things like that. If we could, if we could start building more AI in those areas, I think 
I think that will be probably the exciting trend. I think I think we have a, a good opportunity to mitigate a lot of risk. Nice. Love it. Could you share a real-world IT or cybersecurity story and the lessons or takeaways that we can learn from it? It can be about anything. This is your chance to riff on whatever you want. Yeah. So um, I would say the, the interesting thing is, especially with doing more internal you know, testing of employees, it is interesting what you see. There are employees, like, so if you, like, especially for organizations, internally, constantly, like, training and testing your employees keeps it in the front of their mind because there are a lot of cyber attacks now that come in, and I've even seen them sent to me, which I feel like, you know, maybe they should probably read their demographic a little bit better, where they will come in and they'll spoof. They're pretty good at spoofing, like, emails and I've had them come in where they will come in and they'll say, hey, I'm the so-and-so in your organization. It used to just be the CEO and people who were super high up in the organization. But now what we're seeing is that, you know, they're they're kind of going after the mid-level managers and they're pointing out like requests to people, like anything from here, I've sent you this file, check it out and tell me what you think. Or, hey, uh, you know, I need you to go buy these gift cards and we have this client request and all of that. So... Um, you know, that I think that's probably been the biggest thing that I, that, like I can talk about and it, you got to constantly, the other thing is you have to constantly be retraining those employees because within like three months time, it seems like they, they almost like, you know, forget. And so what we'll see is like at the end of the year, we'll have everybody pretty well trained. And then maybe in December we get busy and then January start doing tests again and the number of failures is actually rising. So, you know, I, I can't stress that enough because that is a way that they get into your organization, um, whether they're defrauding you, whether they're implanting some malicious software, whether they're trying to implant some ransomware, you know, that, you know, that it used to be in the past. I remember always talking about like the, you know, like uh, basically like the soft threats and like, Basically, like social engineering is more what we call it now, but I think I think the hackers are using that more and more. It used to be more of a, you know, this happened every so often, but now it's 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 becoming pervasive. The tops, at least, it is for sure. So here's the fun question for you. Before we used to ask, what was your favorite piece of retro technology? But now I want to know, what's your favorite piece of current technology that just makes you smile? So. I actually have to say the thing that I love the most that's, you know, my modern-y thing, and I've had it for, I've had renditions for a few years, is my smartwatch. Uh, I have, I have one of the Garmin smartwatches and like, it does everything for me. It, it like, so I use it from everything from like, my phone doesn't ring anymore. It just vibrates on my, on my wrist and it'll tell me who's calling. So that way I don't have to, because I hate hearing the phone ring. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I've worked in an office all my life, but that's just like, ah, it disturbs my, you know, concentration. I use it for like when I'm running, it keeps track of where I'm going, how many steps I have, how I've slept. And then I can actually like nowadays, because I just have the wireless earbuds, I can actually play my music through it. So it's actually like taken a lot of the different functionalities that I need for all these different parts of my life. And it's put it right here on my wrist. It's very weird. I I never wore a watch because for the longest time I was the person who said, "I don't need a watch. I got a cell phone. I have it in my pocket." 
But like now, if I don't have my watch on, I literally walk around the house like something is missing. Like while it's charging, I'm having like a separation anxiety. Like, why is my watch not on me right now? <laughs> That's awesome. Carrie, thank you so much for being on the Cyber Pro Podcast. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. You made it to the end. Thanks for that. If you like what we are doing and want to support the Cyber Pro Podcast, follow us on LinkedIn, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us out and allows us to keep bringing you great guests to share their insights. It makes our community stronger. And dang it, we just like to see your pretty faces. You can find the link in the description below or just search for Short Arm Solutions at LinkedIn.